of these people, man. Let me I'm tired of people, you jokers are lame They moving slow, they need a new lane I'm angry about it, got hate on my veins They average as fuck, I know it won't change They zombies in person, they lacking a brain Wow Well here we are uh, Back again Back again, the Marty Score Wavy Podcast Episode 2 Live from Red Bank, New Jersey, in the beautiful establishment of Catch 19. It took us a couple of weeks to do episode two, but when it comes down to it, uh, two men that are very involved and busy in their pursuit of greatness, uh, sometimes that happens. Uh, Catch 19 uh, grand opening a few weeks ago. Uh, I was here uh, two Fridays ago, and it was incredible. The ambiance. Most might say. The ambiance was great. Hospitality was uh, up to snuff. Uh, I want to congratulate you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, by the way, my name is Trifone Dimitropoulos. With me, my best friend, Dominic Rizzo. Uh, again, the Marty Score Wavy podcast, where we'll be talking about uh, food, film, and the correlation between the two. Uh, but yes, Catch-19 opening up. Uh, my film, uh, The Five in Mercy Side, we're in knee-deep in post-production, so you and I have been very busy. Um, if you want to just tell the audience a little bit about Catch-19 and the grand opening and how it's been going so far. First and foremost, there's a lot of uh, fanfare and a lot of um, people wondering about the Five and Mercy side. And <laughs> well, naturally. <laughs> that really takes a cake on everything. But we did open up uh, a few weeks ago at Catch-19 and it's hit a stride and we have a good amount of people that are happy about it and having fun and Having a good time. There's a lot of work, a lot of fun. As you know, talent takes talent. It, it really does. Uh, it's a double-edged sword, but uh, it's been uh, tremendous for the town. Um, but now, moving along to episode two. Again, sorry we took so long, but it's not easy being us <laughs> on a daily basis. Um, but uh, for those of you uh, that's, that listened to the first episode, I apologize for the sound effects going haywire. We're still trying to figure this shit out. Uh, but we, the first episode, we talked about Action Bronson, Danny Aiello, and uh, a few other things. But uh, this episode, we will be talking about Goodfellas. One of the best movies ever made. A cornerstone in, in, in film. Uh, and the food in Goodfellas in terms of uh, homemade, traditional Italian food. Um, Martin Scorsese, uh, the god himself, a lot of people that know me uh, know that he's uh, one of the filmmakers I uh, look up to uh, in a high regard. Um, and I think in terms of the mobster, gangster genre, uh, I think there's three movies, uh, well, three projects, I should say, not movies, uh, three projects that really fit the mold, right? That, that really kind of broke ground. Uh, first, obviously, being Godfather. Uh, second, being Goodfellas. And I think when Sopranos came out, I think that kind of completed the triangle. I know there's a lot of other films that we can talk about, um, you know, Donnie Brasco and, and, and you know. What about? Yeah, exactly. I mean, th- there's a lot of other projects we could talk about, but I think those three, uh, The Godfather, Goodfellas and, and The Sopranos really embodied what it was to be an Italian-American uh, in this country. 
Um, but we are talking about Goodfellas tonight, um, and we are talking about the food that's in the film. And Scorsese, being a genius that he is, uh, really captured the essence. You know, Ray Liotta uh, really captured Henry Hill and, and, and just everybody, just everybody involved, De Niro, Pesci. I mean, it was, you know. His own mother. Yeah. Even, even Scorsese's own mother played a, a huge role in it in terms of, you know, being in the kitchen and cooking for everybody. But, you know, the film, even if you're not a movie guy or a movie woman, even if you're, if you're not about cinema, everyone knows about Goodfellas. Everyone knows that it's, it's, it's a cult classic. It's, everyone can relate to a certain scene, whether it's dialogue, whether it's a quote, whether it's a scene that people relate to. Um, but you being the, the chef that you are and the extraordinaire that you are in hospitality, what are the, some of the scenes that, that pop in your mind? Oh, the best scenes are when, I mean, obviously the, the jail scene is when the guys are all in jail and they're supposed to be you know, serving a prison sentence, this, that, and the other thing. And they're in the cell and they're slicing garlic with a razor blade and they got sausage coming in, people sending them this, people sending them that. The, the only concern in jail is the way the next meal, not... Not even in a negative way, but how they were going to eat as well as they always do, if not better, on the outside and on the inside. So you got people smuggling in sausages, you got garlic, you got something with the razor blade, it liquefies in the pan, as he says. You have that. So that's the worst part about it. Then you have all the other scenes where every scene where all the families come together. They have the scenes when they have all the, the pastries, the cannolis, or this or that, and it's the old school Italian. Then you go to the scene, like you just said, with Martin Scorsese's mother. When they just killed the guy, the guy's in the trunk, they got a hoof, and they're worried about, they're talking about the painting, they're talking about this, and she's, it's four o'clock in the morning, right. dead guy in the trunk, he's got blood on his hands, and he's making a macaroni, right. worried about where he's going, where's his girlfriend, when he's going to settle down. And nothing says Sunday sauce quite like a dead body in the trunk. Or a hoof. Right. <laughs> so you got that, and then you got to go to the weddings, you go to this, and then the last, the, what, the, 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 the final, one of the final scenes of the movie, or one of the final... Endings to the movie. You had a helicopter going. His his brother in the wheelchair is making the meatballs. He's trying to get the gravy going. He's trying to get this going. You got to, everything in the movie revolves around food in one way or another. And, and I think it's uh, that's well put because you know a lot of people don't realize you know when you're in the realm of watching this film and you're you know dissecting everything and you're you know everything just you know th- this film has been I mean everyone talks about Goodfellas and. You know, it's changed the way we view films as we know it. But something that really stood out to me and something that I've always uh, viewed and, and kind of worshipped is the one, the one tracking scene with Lorraine Bracco and Ray Liotta and he takes her out for the first time and it's that one still tracking shot, no cuts, one long extended shot all choreographed. He takes her through the back of the restaurant, through the kitchen, through the hallways, through the, the main stage. They set up the table, makeshift, bada bing, bada boom, it's done right there. I mean, right then and there, I mean, when I first saw that, I was like, wow, like, what a powerful scene. What, what a powerful way to embody how it was like back then. Because if you think about it now, I mean, restaurants in New York City, there's so many five-star restaurants, you know, Michelin star chefs, all, all that, the hoopla and everything. And, 
you know, you don't see that anymore. You don't, you don't have that embodiment. You don't have that hospitality. You don't, you don't see that anymore. You really don't. And that, that scene, you know, since I was little, you know, watching that growing up and, and seeing the film a million times, I mean, that scene right there, the way it was shot, I mean, obviously, you know, I view it as a filmmaker technically and, and how they plotted it and how they, they storyboarded it and, and, you know, how they put it together. But that scene itself was just so powerful to me because you see everything. You see layers upon layers. You see different worlds. You see the kitchen world. You see the, the front of the house. He's walking through the whole back, bumping into people, bringing through the back. And the music, the too, and the music. I mean, everything just comes together, and, and, and that's what makes Scorsese Scorsese. I mean, the guy, you know, is, he, just, he destroys every movie he does, and, and it was just incredible to see. Um, but you coming from an Italian background, um, obviously, you know, we, we touched upon, you know, briefly in the film certain dishes but you know for instance when they're in jail uh, moving forward into the film when they're in jail and one of the things that I always notice you know my girlfriend being Italian you know light on the onions right they're, they're making the sauce and, 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 they're prep, the and they're prepping everything and they're making sure the bread is fresh you know that's something that I feel like is authentic I mean you know Scorsese coming from a you know a, a hard-nosed Italian family uh, in a New York setting I mean, I think all those little intricacies and, yeah. yeah, I mean, everything's, I think that goes a long way for, for an Italian traditional family home, right? Yeah, it's the same thing. Everybody, every Italian phone, every Italian chef, cook, mother, son, father, they have everybody makes the best of everything. So you say the garlic, it liquefies in the pan, the meatballs, you put so many onions in the meatballs, you do this, you do that. Everybody always has their own thing. But that's the best part about it is because they notice it. And it goes without noticing. It's just because they love what's at home. It, 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 it's what makes everybody feel happy. and It, 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 it's, it, makes, it makes a house a home. And that's what you, what you look for and that's what everybody wants. And it doesn't matter where you are. Whether you just killed somebody in the middle of the night. Whether you're in jail. Whether you're about to get locked up. Whether you're on a four-day coke binge and helicopters following you around. <laughs> right. Everybody, you're just worried about what you're going to eat. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, another thing that, that, that came across in the film, you know, because we were talking about, you know, what are we going to talk about in episode two? And uh, it's only fitting that we, you know, we talk about Goodfellas. Everyone loves Goodfellas. But, uh, you know, Ray Liotta's character, Henry Hill, towards the end of the film, uh, throughout that whole uh, montage of the helicopter following him being paranoid and coked up out of his mind, uh, you know, braising the beef, the veal and the pork, uh, you his know, brother in the wheelchair. Yeah, the, the pork butt with, with the ziti and the meat gravy, the string beans, the garlic, the olive oil. He tells uh, him to pound the veal. Make sure the veal's thin. Pound the veal thin. Pound the veal thin. And what does he say? Don't let the sauce stick, right? Yeah. You know, when I'm at home and, and, and my girlfriend is, is making Sunday sauce, that's the one thing that I, I get yelled at every five, seven minutes. Which, by the way, she doesn't give any meatballs. Well, that's a different she still owes you some meatballs. That's, that's correct. Uh, she will get on that... Uh, uh, very shortly. I know, Amanda, if you're listening to this right now, that's, uh, you know, a tall tale sign, dear. <laughs> Let's get to working. But, again, don't let the sauce stick, right? Yeah. That's, like, one of the biggest things in of Italian course. culture, right? Um, but, yeah, um, we, we touched upon this a little bit in the first episode. Um, sausage and peppers, right? All day, every day. Sausage and peppers is a classic Italian meal. 
Uh, and, and how many times did we see this, plum, you know, the plum sausage link sizzling up in the frying pan during this movie, right? I mean, Henry goes to Paulie one last time to ask for help. And what is Paulie doing? He's cooking up that, that, that dish, right? And, and that's the scene where Paulie has, you know, has to turn his back. He you gives know. him a knot and turns his back. Yeah, and, but at the same time, what is he doing? He's making that, that, vintage, that vintage meal. Yep. And I think that's a cornerstone in any Italian home. I mean, you being Italian and, and growing up in an Italian culture, I mean, that's one of those cornerstones, right? Those each. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's huge. Yeah. Um, what are your phrase? I mean, you know, you being in the realm of this, you know, you, you cooking, you know, here at Catch 19, a lot of the, you know, the dishes are avant-garde and, 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 and it's a nice feel of, you know, whether it's lamb chops or it's, it's, it's seafood or it's steaks, whatever. But, you know, you coming from that Italian background, what is your favorite Italian dish, your traditional Italian dish. I know we touched on sausage and peppers, but if you're home with the kids, your wife, you know. My wife's meatballs. Meatballs, hands down, right? My father on his deathbed whispered to me, don't tell your mother or your grandmother, Jamie's meatballs are the best I've ever had. And it's my, my recipe, my family's recipe. I'm a chef. I gave her my gravy recipe, my meatball recipe, my everything. Hands down, as a chef, if I give my whole my whole career on the line, I would say go have my wife's meatballs, macaroni and gravy, and it'll blow everybody away. Well, let me ask you something. When she makes that, and there's leftovers, hopefully that was obviously, you know, obviously. I make sure there's leftovers. Do you make a sub, or do you just eat them the way they are? I mean, do you get like I a nice them. Italian bread and make a sub, or? This isn't Philadelphia. Well. I'm only asking because I don't know what the viewers are doing. I, I make sure that we have too much meatballs. And every time I come home, I get them out of the fridge. I microwave some of them to heat them up and eat them. And I eat some while they're cold. So I end up having about eight meatballs a night while they're still freezing cold. And, the best thing in the world. I'm and, telling you, the best thing in the and world. And that's a true testament to how they're made, right? I mean, if you eat them cold, that means they're the just the good enough. It's the best thing. As a chef, I tell you, it's the best thing in the world. Right. Amanda, I'm sorry. It's okay. She'll she'll understand. So, uh, as they as once uh, a great man said, "Real recognize real." R R R. That's it. Um, but you know, still uh, touching upon this this film, um, you know, we talked about a little bit of the food, but what's one of the scenes? You know, what's your favorite scene in the film? Whether it's related to film, uh, related to the food or not. You know, what are the certain scenes or a scene that stands out that, you know what, it resonated with you and, and you knew when you first saw it, wow, this is an, an instant classic and this film is going to stay, you know, stay with me for the rest of my life. Before you even said the last part of it, the scene that sticks out to me the most is when Henry was still locked up and... Robert De Niro called, uh, what's his name's wife? Henry's wife. Right. And he said, I got a bunch of dresses. I got a bunch of dresses for you. Right, and right, she right. met him in the alley. He was right. like, she's like oh, I, don't, I don't see where to go. He's like, no, 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 down the alley, down the alley. And right. she was like really weird about it. He's like, no, 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 go down, right. down, make a left, go down the alley. And Very tense like, scene. That, to me, was the best scene in the movie. Well, that's, uh, you know, that goes to show you how... You know, Scorsese was trying to amp up the the intensity, uh, the intensity, and the and the and the tension. And he discredits everyone in the movie. Yes, every single point in the movie, he discredits everyone in the movie. It just, you know, 
it goes without saying. I mean, again, if you're a film jock or if you're not, uh, that film definitely, uh, you know, set a stamp in the industry. And a lot of films after that, a lot of TV shows after that, try to emulate the blueprint and the foundation um, that he set. That it set, and, and it just it's just incredible. Um, but yeah, I mean, Goodfellas, Italian food. Um, it goes hand in hand. Um, are there any films coming up uh, that you're interested in seeing? Something that you've seen on TV? I know you've been busy uh, flipping salmon and very <laughs> expensive trout. Uh, but anything that you... I mean, other than my film, obviously, The Five and Mercy Side. I mean, our film. Our film. I, I know we touched upon it in the, in the first episode, but... Dominic uh, does have a principal role in the film. Uh, we had a we had a great time on set. Uh, I was just telling him earlier tonight. Uh, you know, me and my uh, very talented editor Bob Mackler. He hates when I say this, but three-time Emmy award-winning editor Bob Mackler. Uh, we started filming. We're about you know six minutes in post-production, uh, but you know it was a great time on set and. Uh, you know, it, it's so funny because, you know, I was so used to being in your realm and, and, and working with you when it was Gotham and, and Catch. And fish out of water. And, and you were a fish out of water, but you did a great job playing Chuck. And I uh, can't wait for the world to see it. Um, and, uh, again, you know, Catch 19, uh, alive, kicking here in Red Bank. If you guys haven't heard about it, uh, now's your chance to make a reservation, open table, call them up. Um, it's on Broad Street. Uh, in the heart of Red Bank, it's, it's been tremendous so far. I, I can't be more proud and excited for my friend that's sitting alongside me here. Um, but I believe uh, anything else before we conclude this podcast, episode two? Well, what's the next movie? What are we doing for the next one? You know, I was kind of thinking about that. Um, you know, we have a lot of films to cover when it, when it, in terms of, you know, correlating with with food and i think you know even though it's a scorsese film we might be touching upon casino with the introduction of the buffet and uh you know and and one, once las vegas was up and booming and the mafia kind of slowly kind of showed their presence i mean the buffet was a, a huge part figure out how to feed people F- figure out how to feed people in a in a cheap and uh you know um uh, time, uh, uh, economical time away, but you know, we we got some uh, a couple of days to think about it. Uh, obviously, we're still getting our feet wet here, and uh, hopefully, we don't sound like total uh, idiots and <laughs> jos. But uh, but I think uh, as this season progresses, we'll be covering a lot of uh, film ideas and, and food ideas where everyone can relate to. Um, as the season gets colder, too, we get into the the the. The holiday season. Absolutely. And those films. That's when everybody gets comfortable with their new and old relationships, and you start getting a lot more cheat meals. Uh, you know, a lot of movies are coming out. This is Oscar season, and this is also food season. So we'll be talking about a lot of films that coincide with a lot of dishes. And, you know, maybe uh, Dominic will talk about maybe one of his favorite dishes that he's uh, created here at Catch 19. But uh, again, this concludes. Uh, episode 2 of the Marty Score Wavy Podcast. Hope you guys had a good time. Uh, hope you guys learned a few things here and there. 
And uh, we're looking forward to episode three, and, and we're looking forward to your feedback. And uh, we are officially on iTunes, which is very exciting. So little by little, we are conquering the world. Um, but again, any, any final thoughts uh, before we go, Dominic? That's it. Let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. Thank you guys so much for your feedback uh, and your comments. Everyone loved episode one. And uh, we're going to keep uh, banning them out, and uh, hopefully you guys have a good time with it. So once again... Uh, my name is Trifon Dimitropoulos, filmmaker, entrepreneur, hero, and with me, Dominic Rizzo, executive chef, entrepreneur, actor, ex- J.O. extraordinaire. <laughs> we'll see you guys in a little bit and uh, hope to hear from you soon. Thank you so much. Got all you fuckers letting me down, man. I'm sick of this shit. No need for a watch. I kill it and grill it now. I'm raising the stock. Sipping on vino now. I'm steering a yacht. Find me in clouds now. I'm up here a lot. A galaxy quest. I'm looking for pop. They feeling my rap. They looking on shot.